Pricing is one of the most important topics when it comes to sustainability. And it's also the thing that meets the most resistance. Part of it is really simple. You need to get enough money in to cover your living and business expenses. That's all math. But there's so much more to it. This episode is a rerun of number 19. So when I mentioned last week's episode, you should go check out episode 18 to see what that was all about. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, a podcast all about business tips, inspiration and confidence building. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, the host of this podcast, and after over a decade as a photographer, I now help talented photographers run sustainable businesses. And for full transparency, you should know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I will probably mention some of those in this episode. You know, I can't actually see your reviews or what you think of the podcast until I have a certain number. So do share them with me on Instagram and keep posting and keep rating so that I can finally see them at some point. Hearing how you're inspired from what you're learning makes me want to keep making more. So definitely send me your thoughts. And thanks so much for your feedback after last week's episode. And if you didn't listen to that, that was an episode about pricing for keeping your business going in the long run. So we talked about the things that you need to keep in mind to be able to keep your business, not just start your business or run your business, but actually keep your business for as long as you want to. So today, since I've got so much feedback and questions and hesitations and concerns, I wanted to address the topic of pricing a little bit more. It's funny, really, because while my employed friends go to their boss on a regular basis and argue for why their salaries should be increased, I keep seeing photographers discuss why they should charge less and less. It's kind of funny when we're the ones who can determine our own paycheck. First of all, your price isn't enough to get you booked, and it's not enough to keep you from getting booked either. Your price is just one piece of the puzzle. The most important thing when it comes to your prices is that your expenses are covered and that you're actually getting paid. You have to make sure that you're basing your prices on the amount of work you're wanting to do, the amount of hours you're putting in, and the amount of energy that you have. When you consider those things and you're being realistic and cover all your expenses just like Kina talked about in the previous episode, including everything from pension to holidays and insurance, all those things that you might not think about when you start out, you're probably going to end up with quite a high number per session to be able to stay in business. At least everyone I've helped figure out their prices have been very surprised when they see the price they need to charge just to break even and to have a sensible salary. And that's because there are so many expenses, both in your business and in your life. Some are right now, some might incur in a year or five, but they're there and you have to factor them in. That's just how it is. And when you get scared or worried about not getting booked and you end up pricing your work lower, just because it's hard to get booked with higher prices, you're not solving the problem, but you're adding to it. And while your feelings and your sense of worth can be part of how you set your prices down the line, it shouldn't go into effect until you've figured out what your prices has to be based on your calculations. So stop looking at what others charge because you have no idea who they want to work with, if they're getting booked or if they're making or losing money. 
And if you're not registered for VAT or MVA, as we say here in Norway, make sure that you calculate for that from the start, because it's something that you need to sooner or later anyway, if that's something that applies for you, that is. Maybe you think, well, what if I want to be the photographer, even for those who have little? That's a nice thought, of course, but it's not a viable business model. Maybe you can set up a charity in addition to your business, but don't run your business like one. Maybe you can give away a session a month to someone who fits certain criteria, or set up mini shoots on designated days. This isn't to be mean, but to make a living. Just think about it. Will your local supermarket give you a discount on food if you say that you're giving away your work for cheap to single moms? Or will your electrician say, no worries about that lost bill because I see the nice things you do for others? No, you still have to pay your mortgage, pay fuel for your car, your electric bill, like everyone else. As I said, you can set up a charity, but don't run your business like one. They should be separate. And you probably want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first before you go out of your way to help others. It's just like on an airplane. Put your own oxygen mask on before you help others. Can you imagine a plumber or a carpenter charging a fourth of what they should just because they want more business? No, because that wouldn't make any sense either. You have to charge what you need to make a living. And of course, you have to adjust for supply and demand and all that. Like if you have many bookings or get a lot of inquiries, you can raise your prices. And if you're not getting as many as you want, you might have to lower your prices. But you can't lower them past the point of where you can make a living. So if you're struggling to get enough work, the answer is not to lower your prices, but Maybe instead increase what you're offering. And by that, I don't necessarily mean to include more images or more products or more stuff, but to take a look at your brand and to look at the things that you're offering and the way that you're formulating that offer and see if there's something else that you can add to it. If there's something else that you need to emphasize. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about here, just go back to episode five, which is all about creating an experience for your clients and you'll see more what I'm talking about. When you've created a brand and a product that you're happy with, something that you know is built to attract your dream client, then you can start marketing and getting your work out there in front of the right people. But if you do that before all those pieces are in place, then the chances of you succeeding are very low because you're basically putting out things that the right people don't want. And if you think you're going to make it If you try to attract everyone or anyone, then I'm really sorry, but it's just not going to work. I also see underpricing a lot when it comes to elopement photographers charging a fraction of what they normally would. Just because they want to shoot in a specific location or add some work to their portfolio. And I hope you'll think twice before doing that again, because it's causing so much damage. You're ruining the market when you charge low prices because the next couple is going to expect the same low prices and other photographers might feel like they have to lower their prices to get new bookings and then others will do the same and it just snowballs. Soon the serious photographers have to give up and there aren't any pro photographers left. Okay, so I might be exaggerating a tad, but this could happen if people keep undercharging and the pros give up. So I hope you see my point here. Did you know that giving away things for free 
or cheap requires the same as if you're selling something expensive. You need a portfolio, a brand, and you need to do marketing. Yeah, it may feel easier, but you also need to work so much more to make enough money. And going from hardly charging anything to what you need to make a living requires two very different brands. Most extreme opposites, those who want a high-end luxury photographer, would never consider someone who's giving away their services. And someone who wants a budget wedding would never look twice at someone who charges a lot. They are two completely different people. So if you start off with low prices to build your portfolio, you'll be building a portfolio that reflects that client that doesn't really want to pay. And that's why you'll save so much time and make so much more money going for that higher end client, the one that you need if you're going to be able to stay in business right from the start. And don't tell me that's not possible because of course it is. I've got tons of examples of photographers who have done just that. But of course you have to be a photographer who know what you're doing. I mean, there's a difference between building a portfolio and building your skills. And there's a difference between the luxury market and just sensible, viable prices. Too often we hear that everyone else is fully booked and that they're really busy and they're really proud of the fact that they're getting more and more and more clients. And then we start comparing ourselves to them and we feel like a failure because we're not booking as much. But then I want you to ask yourself, why do you want to book as many clients as possible? Shouldn't the goal be to make a living? Shouldn't the goal be to make as much money as you need and then actually have the time to spend on other things? Time to spend with your family and friends and enjoy yourself. And even shoot the kind of work that you want to do just for fun. But instead, we get so caught up in comparing ourselves with everyone else and then we think that the goal should be to be as busy as them. Because busy means successful. And that could be part of the reason why you think you should lower your prices and have more work instead of charging what you should be and hopefully working less. I charge more than others, especially around where I live, and I book fewer clients every single year. But every year, I also make more money. So in the summertime, I actually get to have time off and spend it however I want. But just a few years ago, that was pretty much unthinkable because I was always working. And it seemed, it seemed like that was the gold standard for wedding photographers especially, to be booked every single weekend from May to September. And we look up to those who are fully booked and we think that that's the way it has to be. But I want to remind you that you decide when you're fully booked and you decide what's enough for you. Maybe fully booked means 10 weekends or 5 or 20 but you have to price your work appropriately, regardless of how many weddings you want to do or how many shoots you want to do. I've had summers where I've traveled for weddings almost every single weekend, where I've had to prepare and pack on Thursday, leave Friday and do location scouting, shoot on Saturday, be traveling back home on Sunday, call all the wedding and then start editing on Monday. And just talking about this makes me kind of exhausted. And all you have time for when you're working like that is to deal with the shoots or the weddings that you do. And then you don't have any time to do any kind of marketing efforts. And how are you going to stay in business 
if you don't have any time to get in more work or to improve your business and get yourself set up for something more or better. If you're too busy, you're always going to be stuck with the same low prices because it takes time. Being a business owner takes time and that is what you are. I'm not saying any of this so that you'll feel bad or give up. And I've been pretty transparent with the fact that I used to charge low prices, but it wasn't to undermine the market. It wasn't to make things more difficult for myself or anyone else. It was simply because I didn't know any better. And I can with all honesty say that it's made everything so much harder for myself, except for this part, which is actually talking about it and providing education because I've actually made that mistake. I'm not just sitting on my high horse telling you, Uh, what not to do but I can tell you that it doesn't work because I've actually done it myself so I guess that's a good thing. I would never ever recommend to anyone else to do things the way that I did it and that's because if you build a portfolio full of the wrong clients so that's why I'm asking you to learn from my mistakes because a client who's willing to pay isn't going to recognize themselves in a portfolio full of people who aren't willing to pay. Because if your dream client is willing to pay 6,000 for an elopement, they probably wouldn't spend their day like someone who paid $1,000 for their photographer would. They would have a completely different dress. They would go a different place, eat different food. It would be different. But it's not too late here. You can still change the way you do things. You can get help to calculate your prices and to build your brand and your offer to be something that your dream client would want. And you can no longer say that you don't know any better because now you do. And if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, okay, I I understand. I have to increase my prices. I just have to build my portfolio first. I just want to go to these 10 cool places first and do these different shoots and this and that before I'm ready to increase my prices. Well, I want you to ask yourself, if that really is the case. I got paid about six and a half thousand for my first elopement in a place I'd never been before. So there are so many things you can do to get booked without ever undervaluing your services and what you offer. There's so much to say about this topic, more than can, more than can ever fit into a podcast episode, which is why pricing is a whole module in my mentor program. Pricing is so important and it's so connected with everything else. You can't have the right offer without having the right price. You can get on the wait list from my mentor program or you can work with me one-on-one to learn more about what you need to do. There's a link in the show notes, of course. If you're thinking that you're not good enough to have prices that can sustain your business and your life, then either work on your confidence or your photography skills. Ask someone you look up to to give you an honest review of your portfolio. After doing mentoring for some time and talking to so many photographers and hearing their thoughts, I can honestly say that I rarely see a lack of photography skills, but I have seen, but I almost always see a lack of business skills. You have to start by believing that it's possible and that you're good enough. And then you have to do the work to get to where you want to be, which might include getting some help along the way. So far on this podcast, there has been a guest in every other episode and you can probably reach out to any single one of them and you can get help with your business. And of course, that includes me. I'm right here if you want help or guidance. 
And it's important, of course, that you work with someone that you respect and that you feel like you can get along with because everyone's different. Every mentor and every teacher, they have, we have different ways of doing things. And you have to find someone that resonates with you, someone you share values with or just get along with. But I do want to encourage you to get some help. And that has nothing to do with me feeling like I'm above you in any sort of way. I pay for education all the time. I keep learning and I keep having coaches and mentors and some of them you'll meet on, on the podcast for sure. So we're all the same here. We all need to learn. And if you say that you can't afford it, then that's an even better reason for why you need to change things up. Because if you can't afford help or education now, when will you if your prices are too low? So yeah, it is a vicious cycle, but only you can break it. And I hope you will. Okay, so listen, I heard that I was too expensive when I was charging $150 for a wedding. And I heard it when I was charging $2,000 and $3,000. And I sometimes hear it now. My point is that you're always going to be too expensive for some people. But you're never going to be too expensive for your dream client. They will always pay without complaining. So your job is to make sure that everything you do is for them. Not for other photographers, not for those who think it's not worth it, but for those who think that it is. If you're not booking now and your prices are kind of low and you're too scared to raise them, then maybe you're too cheap for the more high-end clients and you're too expensive for the lower-end clients. So maybe you should experiment with increasing your prices and also at the same time making some changes. Take a look at your brand and see if there's something you need to elevate and, and maybe putting a bit more effort into your marketing. Because of my own background and the reason I had for not charging enough was that I didn't know any better and because I was scared of not getting booked and what other photographers might think of me, I kind of have that as the basis for why I think that maybe you're not charging enough. And I want you to know that I completely understand. And I hope that I hope that you'll trust me when I say that charging less is not the solution. And if you don't really believe that, I recommend that you go back and listen to last week's episode and hear what Gina says about pricing. And also next week's episode when Kristen Sweeting is coming to talk about her view of having a sustainable business. Between the three of us, we probably have about 35 years of experience. And I can promise you that there will be future episodes of this podcast where there will be a lot more of the same viewpoint. Because if you've been a photographer for any amount of time, you know that it's not possible to keep it going with low prices. Because the workload is so enormous and the amount of energy it takes to keep it up is really high. So while I understand your drive and you're wanting to fulfill yourself creatively and keeping others happy by having low prices, it's just not sustainable and it won't work over time. So I'm actually going to talk a little bit about why charging more is a good idea and maybe you'll see things in a different way. When your prices are higher, it has ripple effects. You win, your clients win, your colleagues win, your family wins and other businesses around you win. Why? Because you'll have more time. Time to spend how you want it. Because you'll work less and still get the same money in or more money in even. Your family will benefit from this because you'll be more at home and you'll have time to hang out with your kids and your partner. 
you'll have more money when your prices are higher to spend in your community, to give away to charities you believe in, to spend in your business, to invest in yourself and in education, which again can help elevate your brand and your business and take it even further. Maybe you can get someone to clean your home or hire a food service, which again will free up more time. When you're charging higher prices, you yourself can afford to get more help in your business. You might be able to hire someone like an assistant or even an associate tutor. You can afford to pay more for the products and the services that you either outsource or buy from others, which again benefits other business owners. See ripple effects. Higher prices means that you can take on fewer clients and you can give those clients a better experience, a better service and a better result. They end up more happy and you're more likely to get good reviews and testimonials, which again will make your business appear even better. And when you charge more, your colleagues will see that it's possible and start raising their prices too. Adding a higher value on your work means that you're attracting clients who want that value. Now, I do believe that there's room for people at all price levels and you're allowed to charge whatever you want. I just want you to make an educated decision on what feels right to you. Get on the waitlist for the Sustainable Photography Program so you don't miss the next time it launches. Go to ingvillkolnes.com sustainable. You just listened to an episode of Sustainable Photography. Please share this episode with a photographer you care about.